Uh, but yeah, chat. Now I want to go ahead and move on to our review of Beast. Now I'm a fan of killer animal movies. Too, you know, yeah. there's some great ones. Some of the the, are the greatest cinematic achievements in history feature killer animals. Mm -hmm. Steven Spielberg's Jaws. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, obviously. I mean, you know, we have Anaconda of John Voight. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, incredible. Yeah, he's going to get Jaws <laughs> yeah. and then have nowhere to go. <laughs> you know, yeah, you have the, Australia. They had Razorback. But I mean, that's, that's yeah. you know, that's, that's you know, Australia is basically Skull Island over there. They, everything is, is, is giant and poisonous yeah. and, and deadly. But hey, we have a, we have a new killer animal movie uh, brought to theaters and so often we just don't get those like they're few no, and far no. between yeah, especially with a line like the last one I can remember is The Ghost in the Darkness yes. with, with uh, mm -hmm. uh, Val uh, with, yeah Val Kilmer and uh, Michael Mike, Douglas Michael Douglas yeah which you know uh, I, I love that movie me too S I do too super underrated mm -hmm. and I actually want to talk about that briefly after our review for Beast maybe make some yeah. comparisons for that but, I read the book yeah there you go okay yeah yeah, yeah no awesome, awesome. Uh, but yeah chap, before we go ahead and get into more details about Beast I want to show you the trailers of of Idris Elba's adventures in Africa and, and how he tries to fight a CGI lion. Enjoy. <laughs> hey, look out the window. Welcome to Mabani, guys. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Thank you so much for having us. This is my chance to reconnect with the girls. I can see all Did mom shoot some of these? This little bump right here? That's you. I still miss her every day. That there's something crossing up ahead. Keep the girls in the car. Stay in the car, okay? Just stay in the car. What happened? Diaboro. Okay, what's he saying? Diaboro means devil. I've never seen anything like this. Multiple attacks without eating its prey. Lions don't do that. At least no lion I've ever seen. Go back to the calls. Jack, please! <laughs> <laughs> shit! Ah, fuck shit! Ah! <laughs> I mean, when you're, when you're starting off your movie immediately with Idris Elba just running away, <laughs> how can you not laugh at that? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Fuck <laughs> 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 I love it. It's, it's, it's like the movie Roar, except with black people who react yes. the way <laughs> As they should. <laughs> As they should. No, yeah, no, let's, let's see if there's more of that right there. to admit at the top I was actually uh, initially really looking forward to this um, 
to this movie. Yeah. Really? And Me too. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm 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 a big fan of killer animal films. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think they're you know they're 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 a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. you know most of the time it's you know, just the idea of man versus nature. Yeah. Because you already feel engendered towards the character who is trying to survive against the you know the the monster, the creature, or or, or whatever. Sure, sure. And uh, and so I was like, okay, and it's, and it's a simple, straightforward premise. Usually they're they're relatively short, and they're like, okay, yeah, you know, this is this is this is great. This is exactly you know what what I want, and so uh, you know I was hoping that this movie would be something like you know a, a Jaws or a Ghost in the Darkness or even the Crawl. Edge. You remember the, that? I do love the oh, Edge. Yeah. Is great. You guys yeah. have never seen the Edge? Anthony Hopkins. Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. and a grizzly bear, mm-hmm. yep. and then dealing with their own interpersonal issues mm-hmm. as well. It's it's uh, it's super super fun. Yep. It's an excellent movie. Uh, Beast, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll tell you. Yeah, no. I don't know if it'll be up no. there with the the best uh, killer animal movies. But for those who don't know, I love it because. You know the Wikipedia. I love. I because I, you know, I look up. I was like, okay, what's the you know the premise of this movie? I, mean, I can yeah. get a, a general idea of the premise. I mean, Idris Elba's fights a lion. Well, apparently, okay. this focuses on Doctor Nate Samuels, who's played by Idris Elba, who's you know a recent widower. You know, he's estranged from his daughters, and he's taking them to South Africa, where he originally met his wife, taken to the original village, and so mm-hmm. they can have like a bonding moment, just reconnect. And they're you're meeting with their favorite white man, Sharto. Know, <laughs> <laughs> Copley, who, funny enough, is actually like downplaying it. He's yeah. not like the crazy Charlton Copley well, we often that see. That was the early Charlton Copley, but mm-hmm. I've seen yeah. him in some things after that where I'm yeah. like, oh, I actually kind of like this guy when he's yeah. when he uh, pulls. He's calm. Down. Yeah, when he's calm. <laughs> uh, but I gotta say, not, I haven't seen a lot of Charlton Copley movies. But I don't think he, he survived any of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll yeah. let you know if that's you know if that happens here. He's alive. He's alive right one. there. Okay. He's good. Yeah. He's, still, he's just like he's just telling like the old black people yeah. stay back there. I got you. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, you know, I, but that's the official promise. They're going there and they're you know there to they have some family time in Africa. Okay. That, that okay. sounds yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, the, the the thing is, I'm like that's a nice little wholesome you know description of the movie. And and they encounter a killer lion. The, the real premise of this movie is that you have a lion that basically says, I'm here to fuck female lions and eat people. Yeah. And I'm all out of female <laughs> lions. <laughs> that is the premise of this movie. That's what this movie opens up with. Because I yeah. will say, at, at the top, I'm like, oh, I'm in, I'm in for some fun stuff. Because yeah. yeah. this movie opens up with all these poachers going after this pride, yeah. you know, yeah. and slaughtering all of them. Yeah. But one. Yeah. And that line says, Fuck you. I'm yep. going to hunt all of you down. And I don't even care. Like, if you have two legs, if you're walking on two legs, <laughs> I'm going to come after you, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm doesn't sure, matter. Usually, like, I can't distinguish who it was. Right. But walking on two legs, that that that's enough for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that, that's like, initial great premise. So it's like, oh, this is a solid start. Yeah. Dude, you're going to be a winner. You're winning me back over. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. dying to Sure. Well, to, wait a to second. Watch yeah. You know, there's, there's other things. That's yeah. the thing. Um. And I do want to start with the positive. Like, I think it has yeah. a very strong, solid opening, establishing oh, yeah. the threat. Mm-hmm. And one thing I will say, because there's one thing I was concerned about, like, in the trailers for this, is that I felt like the CGI for the line looked a little iffy. Mm-hmm. It, looked, it looked a little uh, goofy to me. But for the most part, I, I feel like the, the CGI for the line, a lot of the technical aspects of this film are, are, are quite good. Okay. You know, that, that's like... 
I have really very little to criticize in that regard. I also think the cinematography and the choreography for the, like the action scenes are are great. What what they have the lion do, I think is 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 is, is really cool. And uh, you know, it sets up just the stakes and the tension. Like there are some fun, you know, tense scenes in this movie. And also the director. Who sounds like a, a Star Trek character? <laughs> Balthazar Cormacher. You know, oh, that's a total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you got to cling on. You, you, you got to put in, in your throat when you say that. <laughs> Balthazar Cormacher. Yeah. Uh, he's a big fan of doing like lawn takes, okay. single yeah, shots. Okay. And it, it it makes those scenes like very tense in the beginning. Okay. Like we go from like like the initial scene for the most part, just like oh, I mean they they clearly do some careful edits. Like we go over like a really dark bush, and it's like okay, you edited there, mm. but the most part you don't notice. Okay. Like unless you're like super eagle eyes, like okay, this is this is great and they do that too with like when Idris Elba gets there of Chateau Copley and his daughters and they're dealing with all the you know the you know the, the various threats and finding all these dead bodies after the lying has gone his rampage You're like wow I'm, I'm I'm really I'm really digging this and actually I want to open up I mean Martin you had seen some of the the, the opening of this film yeah just the very beginning did where, you, did where, you, where the poachers mm -hmm. the massacre the lions yeah did you did you like that opening scene I mean I know yeah, it, it, seemed, was, it seemed fine yeah yeah what about you Vanny how do you feel about you know the technical aspects of this movie the line itself and just the uh, uh, the opening of the movie I think the opening was great because it did set up just a really tense just sort of moment there like mm -hmm. what's gonna happen now with like you have like that one lone line who's humongous in a like a man eater poachers. a man eater yeah um, where I think I may disagree a little bit is like especially towards the end uh, with with the lion like it looks super CG at that point like almost <laughs> to the point where like is this a, like a lion or is this like if the term Skynet made a lion kind of thing like this thing survived a lot of stuff and it just looked so just like a Final Fantasy boss at the end just, <laughs> a video game character I, yeah, basically okay. that, yeah. that, that's kind of how I felt about the, the mountain lion and yeah. uh, Prey so mm -hmm. I, I get it I, mm -hmm. that kind of thing it, it, most of the time, I feel like you can go with it, but it, sometimes if it pops you out, then yeah. By, by the end, it looked more like a oh, right, up right there. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, yeah. By by the end, yeah, it looked less like a lineage, more just like a CG monster to me, and wow. it did take me out quite had, a had bit. To turn him into a boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It was he uh, had nine tails. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It might be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be good. It's a Pokemon. Right. Um, so you you weren't you weren't digging on the CGI too much. By the end, no. I think the the, the first few moments when you do see the line, like I was into it. I get it. I mean, you could very much tell it's CG, but yeah. like, did it distract from the overall story? No, there's other stuff that'll distract from that. But oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah no, there are. Because in the Ghost in the Darkness, you can tell that the lions aren't real, but you right. get so involved in the story and yes. the characters that it's like, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's not something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you kind of, you kind of, you know, the, you look away from that. And you're yeah. like, you'll be able to brace the aspects of the film that are working mm -hmm. quite well. Yeah. yeah. So that that was my, I think, my biggest uh, issue with it was like a strong start, but then a very weak end with at least okay. with the CG. I um, yeah, for the most part, I really like the CGI, even the sequence at the end of the film which you're referencing I, I dug quite yeah. a bit like all the line stuff works I think that that that's great you know okay. for what they what they have in the movie the, the the problem is is that the the film is just bogged down by some terrible characters oh, <laughs> and some uh, in my opinion some just atrocious dialogue I feel like you know Idris Elba Idris Elba and uh, Charto Copley for the most part they power through it Oh yeah, you know these. You know what? Idris Elba is a very well accomplished actor. Mm -hmm. he, he's great. He's been in so many great films. Shoto Copley. He's we're back and forth on him constantly. But for the most part, he's not crazy. He seems like yeah. a normal human being. Yeah, right. And he does the best that he can with the dialogue that that he's given. Hundred um, percent. And they, they don't come across as you know just awkward or obnoxious. 
the thing about this movie <laughs> that, 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 that bothers me is the fact that we have these two unnecessary characters, which are Idris Elba's daughters. Well, you can't say they're unnecessary. Yeah. They're, they're the whole thing that's driving him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> because these two kids are, in my opinion, some of the worst child characters that I have seen <laughs> in a film in a very long time. Yeah. They are written to be petulant, rude, and obnoxious and precocious from the get-go. Yeah. Like immediately, they don't listen. Immediately, right. they come with that attitude towards Idris Elba, towards everyone they come across like, well, I, I don't give a damn, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. It's like, you're yeah. in a whole new place and already I'm like, where is this lion so then they can just eat them right yeah. now? <laughs> they can it's, it's end this. It's unfortunate that, that kids are written this way yes. so often. Right. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it bothers the shit out of me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, they're always making them petulant. They, the biggest thing they do with kids is that they make them not listen. Mm -hmm. and, right. they do. And, and I'm like, listen, um, that is not my experience yeah. with my kids. I mean, I'm not saying there are kids out there who are rebellious and don't listen, oh, yeah. but it's not all of them. Yeah. yeah. Th that's the thing. That This is what this movie does is that it establishes you already have a like instant conflict with the lion. Mm -hmm. Like that you have that you have that outside threat. And that's really all you need. But for whatever reason, for a lot of these, uh, like just a lot of films in general, even for like the worst of killer animal movies, we need to bring in like this human dramatic element. Because mm -hmm. it's like, that's right. the line's not gonna be enough. And so we gotta make sure that you have these characters who are just resentful towards each other. Uh, and it sets up, in my opinion, a faux conflict. Yes. And yeah. in their, their, their minds, like, oh, well, the faux conflict will just be the kids are just rude and obnoxious, and that'll create, like, uh, you know, a, a, a crazy situation, mm -hmm. and that'll lead to more action scenes. The thing is, what you, when you do is that you breed resentment mm -hmm. towards yep. those characters, mm -hmm. and where I'm not cheering for them to eventually get out of this and succeed and survive. It's like, no, what I'm doing is now I want them to get eaten by this goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are multiple scenes, and again, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not, you know, uh, attacking these the, these actors. It's the material that they're given, yeah, of course, because you have uh, Iana Haley who plays the eldest of the daughters, Meredith uh, Samuels. She's the one with the dreadlocks, and you have Leah Sava Jeffries as as Nora, who has the um, the, the Afro in there, mm -hmm. and she's the younger daughter. But the thing is, it's just. There are countless scenes where they are running off, and they're told, "Don't run off." And they run off anyway, like immediately afterwards. Yeah, like stay in my eye line, stay in my eyesight, and they're not in the eyesight. And, and it's and it sets up like these tense scenes. I'm like, I hope it ends with her body being eviscerated. <laughs> right. They cause that's more what I want. Anything else. They do, yeah. and that and, and that's the thing. Like they they occasionally give them like one or two between them, like competent yeah. moments, but we're still having to watch all these other scenes when they're just messing things up for either Idris Elba or Shelter Copley mm -hmm. and putting themselves in danger. Mm -hmm. And right. that is that is incredibly frustrating. The other thing about this, and actually, Vanny, I want to ask you, because I know you didn't get deep into the movie, Martin, yeah. outside the mm -hmm. opening. What was your opinion on Idris Elba and Shelter Copley's performances, yeah. what they what they had to work with, and the daughters? Yeah, at least start with the daughters. I do think you could actually take them out, and you would still have the same film, because the, the driving force was the mother did, does pass away. You could still have Idris Elba go back to Africa just to bury his wife instead, or just to reconnect, or see the in-laws, or something like that, mm -hmm. and still have the same effect for it, too, where he wants to go out and visit with Charlotte Copley, and then that leads to the incident uh, after uh, at that point. Um, I think you would actually have a tighter film at that point, because you could have the quiet moments be... The, the like flashbacks of him and his wife then, or something yeah. like that. So you could have like these <laughs> calm, beautiful moments to kind of uh, pose with like the terrifying moments with the lion or something like that. So 
like they the kids were just so absolutely annoying and I, I really thought there's gonna be a couple points where like at least one of them was gonna get like mauled or something like that um, but yeah it was uh, there's these like very tense moments where you're thinking like how's each gonna get out of this and the kids make it somehow ten times worse by interfering somehow yes. um, like like them on the walkie is like the worst thing that could have ever happened to Idris Elba in that movie um I think with their performances, like I, I love Idris Elba. I think he should be in absolutely everything <laughs> except comedies because I don't think he's got really good timing. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's very much like doing the best with very, very just jilted dialogue. Yes. And yeah, like I like kudos to both of them for like doing the best they can with material that felt like it was like that was the first draft of uh, dialogue. They're like, go with it. Mm. That, that um, you, you bring up a good point in regards to the dialogue because I, I get the sense that this was very much a bare bones script. Yes. And that they just didn't have a lot of dialogue. And it's actually relying on Sharto Copley and Idris Elba improvising. Because there's uh, something yeah. about the way they're talking to each other. It's like, you're trying to sound natural, but you're not sounding natural. It's uh-huh. almost like you're thinking, you're, like you're, you're being very careful to think about what you're going to say next to the person you're talking to. That sounds yeah. like when you're trying to get two actors to improvise who don't really know each other. Yes, that's yeah. what it feels like. I, very it, much so. Even though I feel like Idris Elba and Trevor Copley are fine, they're solid in the film, I never get the sense that they were friends. Because mm-hmm. they try yeah. to establish that these two have been friends for... 10 years like Charlotte Copley's like I remember when I introduced you to your wife yeah of course I remember why are you telling me that (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that's the dialogue yes that's the one we have right oh Martin but but they create the conflict he's like why didn't Mm -hmm. you go to the funeral oh yeah I mean I'm gonna bring that up in a second but like other like ones that they have other lines that are just stellar to me like where they have uh, oh, uh, what's your Wi-Fi password? Oh, we don't have. Oh, the Wi-Fi's down for the next ten days, and you can't call anyone. Yeah. <laughs> what, do yeah. mean, what do you mean? What do you mean the Wi-Fi's down and I can't call Seriously, anyone? <laughs> I, I've, I've gotten. I'm so done with this mm-hmm. with 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 fiction, with yeah. movies, TV shows, and especially novels I've been reading lately, where somebody's yeah. in a place where they're like, oh, we can't get a, a phone signal. Yeah. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. Right. You can get a signal any fucking where. That's that. that <laughs> don't don't manufacture. Uh, crises in these things, right. and the thing is, they don't even come up with a reason as to why. Why is the why is the they Wi-Fi just, down? Why is yeah. the phone not working? It's just like it just is. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. Well, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> um, you know, you have lines like that. You have other lines again. And the, the thing is, the daughters, like their dialogue is very improvised, and they they do this weird thing. I know Van, you picked up on this too while watching, but they do this weird thing where they end every single sentence saying the the other person's name that they're talking to. It's like, the window is is broken, Nora. How can the window be broken, Nora? The line might come back, Nora. I'm like, why are you speaking in that way and uh-huh. so awkward? And it's to me, it's like, are they trying to, they, they, they want the audience to know these characters' names? Uh-huh. Are they are they just, they feel anxious while talking to each other? It just, it just it doesn't come across yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, earnest or, or natural. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have my, my favorite in the movie, where Idris Elba literally says, nah, this is not maybe a spoiler, but you know, Charlotte Copley is indisposed yeah. <laughs> okay. for, for reasons. And Idris Elba goes, girls, I'll be right back. And you have his one eldest daughter go, you'll be right back? Like, when you you said that, and then mom died of cancer the next day. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why are you bringing this up now? Right. Of all the times to bring this up. And I'm, I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. It, it's, yeah, it's awkward shit like that, that that I'm like, you have to just laugh at. Yeah. And that's what it is. They're, um, they're shoehorning mm-hmm. the kids in. That's the problem yes. then. Like, if they if it was just Idris Elba and Charlotte Copley, you don't have to have any of that dialogue. It can just be them surviving. But you brought the kids in. You have to now introduce conflict with them. Like, of course, like, they're mad at their dad because you were never there when mom got sick. Or, like, you promised mom was going to get better. I was like, who it, does that now? Yeah, like, uh, yeah it, it's, a, it's a, this is not the time. 
Right. And just near it, so I can see those girls are too old to be doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, like there's a scene where like uh, the oldest daughter saying like you swore like mom was gonna be better that she's gonna be fine like she has cancer it's like you can like no parent who's a doctor he's a doctor telling his children their mom's gonna be fine like no you're no doctor would ever have done well that. I I could see a doctor saying that and it's just anybody saying like I just don't, I don't want the like have the kids messed up for now I just give them hope like yeah. she's gonna be fine but okay well she wasn't and it's like yeah. I was wrong. Can we can we move, move yeah. past that now? Because mm-hmm. I'm grieving and you're grieving, and me telling you the wrong thing doesn't change anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, no. That's that's what too often happens in in these things. Is somebody says something like that, it doesn't even make sense for them to say, but right. then the other person doesn't even check them on it. They're you know, like, hey, okay, here's the, here's the thing, right? Can yeah. we? Can we, can we stop? Deal with the problem at hand. hand. It's, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's unnecessary force conflict, and that's yeah. what's so frustrating. The thing is, you know, I just. I just wish people could relax more. You know, I wish we can relax more. I, I hate to be at this level right now. And you know, um, I have someone here who, who who wants to help me relax, help you relax, Martin, help you relax, Manny, and, and thank God for him. Corey Coleman, right Ooh. here, selling us some dad grass. <laughs> oh, I hate to interrupt the flow of the show. And also, sorry that I had to record this on my phone. I'm still having trouble hooking up some of my equipment, but just want to let you know that I made it safe here to Istanbul. Here's the place where we're staying right now. Pretty nice and pretty oh, swanky, nice. huh? Nice. And I'm having a great time, but even though I'm having a great time, I still miss all of you out there. I miss the guys in the studio. Hey, thanks for holding it down. And most of all, I uh, miss my dad. As in dad grass, and you know why, because dad grass is legal organic hemp that relaxes your body, but also mellows out your mind without making you sound like an idiot. At least that's what it does for me. If you know me, you know I can't smoke that other stuff without sounding stupid. But with dad grass, my mind can be mellowed, I can have a euphoric mood, and still feel like I'm making sense and I'm a part of planet Earth. Now. Please, YouTube, don't come in here messing with this video and demonetizing it, saying that we are promoting drugs or we're drug dealers. We're not, and you know this, I told you already, Daggrass is legal and made with 100% organic hemp, and the effects are still very smooth. They have a variety of CBD products from their smokable pre-rolled joints to hemp flour for all you people out there who love to cook and bake and enjoy your edibles. And also, they have the CBD tincture drops. You know, that's where you get the little dip from the bottle and put it under your tongue. I like doing that because I don't like putting smoke into my body. That's a little safer for me. I'm asthmatic. But I wish I had some right now because if I did, hey, I'd take the smokes too because I'll be sitting out on this balcony right now with this great view enjoying myself. But I can't because I couldn't bring any dad grass with me or tinctures or anything else. But you know what? You can. In fact, tell you what. Go get some dad grass and get 20% off on me. That's right. Go to dadgrass.com forward slash toasted for 20% off your first order. That is D-A-D-G-R-A-S-S dot com forward slash toasted. Toasted is T-O-A-S-T-E-D. You put that in, get 20% off your first order. Hey, I want to thank Dadgrass for sponsoring and supporting this part of the show. And even though I'm not there... You know, I love it whenever you support our show, too. So thank you very much. And I will see you when I return. In the meantime, though, back to the show. 
There you go. Everybody. Oh, shut up, Corey. It's done. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Corey, for uh, calming us down. And definitely check out Dadgrass. Great product. For sure. I I can't believe he didn't want to smuggle drugs in a turkey. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Didn't want want to do that. Midnight Express. Midnight (laughs) Express of Corey. That would have been amazing. (laughs) Would have loved that. But actually. He would have killed it the whole time. No, he would (laughs) have. It would have killed on YouTube. but, you know, getting back to the reviewers, a couple things that I also wanted to mention. The, the movie just, you know, I mean, I've already indicated that it engages in numerous uh, tropes. And, of course, yeah. it definitely has those, n- like, nightmare tropes and dream tropes. Yeah. It's like, oh, you feel like oh, this is happening, and it, but, oh, oh it was package. a dream. It was a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. It has but the ancestral plane in it from Wakanda. It does. It does have the ancestral plane, which is really? nice. Yeah. I mean, Black Panther's so popular, Mark. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to okay. put that in All there. Right. But the thing about this, I was like, you know what? I respect this movie. I have, you know, I have some respect for it, technical aspect, sure, but I respect the balls of this movie to trick me, not once, not twice, but three times <laughs> with yeah. a nightmare dream sequence, one after the other. Wait, I've, never, yes. I've never seen that before in a horror film or any film. They literally have a scene, this I don't mind spoiling, where you know they have the typical nightmare sequence where, oh, everyone's gone, where are they again? They get killed by the lion, wakes up, oh, what happened? And then they have another sequence in which uh, uh, they're they're visited by their their dead wife, yep. who is you know, contacting from the ancestral plane. Yep. <laughs> and then they have another one where they they have they're talking to like Charlotte Copley and the girls, and that doesn't happen either. And you have Idris Elba waking up for a third time in a row. So it's Inception mm-hmm. inside yeah. of a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Yeah. yeah yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Man, if Freddy Krueger was in this movie, that'd be great. Now that'd be a oh hell of a goddamn <laughs> twist. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but it's it's stuff like that where it's like you don't even need that. No. Like this this movie is already the th- it's it's, sh- it's shocking. This movie's about an hour thirty three minutes long, and is you could probably it? you could probably take out like a half hour of this film easily, yeah, and, and oh, have damn. like just be a one hour. Well, uh, and it, and to me, it's just like why did you even have that other than just get a, a fake scare and to maybe awkwardly uh, uh, indicate that oh yeah, Idris is, misses his wife. There's like yeah. other things you could this do. This sounds like reshoots. Yeah, very much. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wonder if there was like a supernatural element to this at one point because like why have those scenes? Because it leads to nothing. Yeah. Like if those ancestral plane moments like led to like the wife showing up and all of a sudden this like a prequel to another franchise I had no idea about like this is another Cloverfield surprise kind of thing. Yeah. Mazeltov, like that's that's amazing, but you didn't. Like it just goes absolutely nowhere and it's it doesn't come at any point of the plot other than just we got to make this a full length feature film. It's padding. Yeah. What what it is it, it's padding. It's like Okay, we we need to fill this up with more screen time, and it's like yeah, we yeah. have the line, and everything like that, but we have we can't use the line too much because we are this is a low budget movie. Mm-hmm. They're in yeah. one location for the most, but they, they visit a couple other places. Yeah, uh, but they're they're in that car <laughs> for a goddamn a long, long time, time. Yeah. and uh, like well, we can't just have the line attacking constantly, so we can't just have these characters talking to each other. So let's do some trippy sequences where the character is dreaming to sure. get a scare yeah. in there, it's just to get like another yeah, yeah, scare yeah, in there. Yeah. And maybe, to maybe me, just some bad grass. Yeah, well, they could use they could have done. No, I wouldn't melt everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> when everyone would been dreaming having multiple uh, dream sequences and, sure, and, and nightmares. Lying, be like, you know, I was pl- originally planning to eat all of y'all, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. <laughs> you got some cool stuff. Yeah. Lion just needs some dagger. Like, the lion does get high. He got hit with the tranquilizer yeah, and it does. did nothing. It did nothing. Oh, like, yeah. God forbid, like, you have, like, some time where, like, the characters can develop, but, like, uh, like one of the daughters actually, like, hits the, uh, the lion with the tranquilizer dart in the ass and they even said, like, he'll be out for the next couple of hours but then he just shows up, like, three minutes later, like, I'm fine. No, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> 
Again, I'm, he, the line he's, he's taxes angry right and he's horny, yeah. and tranquilizers do not work on angry, horny lines, as no. we, uh, as the movie indicates. Mm. It only enhances powers. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> Has to be signed Woodstock '99. Yeah, there you go. Very similar. <laughs> that would improve this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, I just, I just feel like there's, there's so very little, and yet yeah. too much at the same time in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know the things that are supposed to make you feel invested, like the family dynamic. It, it just—it's unnecessary it's and it's annoying, and it takes away from the overall experience. You know, I—I th- I feel like just a simple survival story. I don't know. I just—even if you had the daughters in there, if you just—we are finally going to Africa, and we're excited to be there. Thank you so much, Dad. Yeah. And there, and they feel invested, and they like their like. Just that's realistic too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need to bring it. Maybe yes. Maybe the mom. This is where she originally was from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're coming back to respect her. Like, mm-hmm. why they have to manufacture this this resentfulness towards Idris Elba? We already like because it's Idris Elba. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, this it makes me like, well, why do you hate Idris Elba? I like him. <laughs> um, it, it just makes those characters come across very annoying. Mm-hmm. And you, you again, the, the, this makes the fatal fall like a lot of killer animal movies do. I want the killer animal to win. I want the yeah. lion to eat them. Sure. sure and so. that's what's frustrating. Uh... You know, so even if they had all those characters in there, if they just simplified it and just had the people just be decent to each other, mm-hmm. but we could have had a much better film that sure. I feel like could have been something like a crawl or, you know, some yeah. other, you know, uh, killer movies that we've gotten over the years. Like, I was hoping that this would be head and shoulders next to something like Ghosts in the Darkness, and yeah. it's, it's yeah. far from far, it. Okay. It's, yeah. it's not, you know, there's some stuff in it that I, I respect and that I admire that I think are quite good on a technical level, but... Overall, I, I, yeah. I do think this was a disappointment, so I'd, I'd have to give this on the double toasted scale probably a, uh, a low rental, okay. a low rental for okay. me. Uh, Vanny, what your, your wrap up thoughts and what would you what would your rating be for this movie? It, it's the same thing. Like uh, I don't have the same affection for this genre as you do, but I was looking forward to just Idris Elba running and fighting a lion for ninety minutes to two hours, and you get a little bit of that. Uh, I think it runs into a lot of tropes. It's very predictable at points. So you can tell where they're foreshadowing. Uh, there's moments where they introduce like another lion pride. And they mm. do that to set up the ending uh, sequence for it, too. True. Um, I think one of the things they ran into that absolutely drove me nuts was, for the most part, this line was invincible until the very end. Like, okay. this line goes through some shit. Yeah. And it just keeps bouncing back. Like, it fell off a cliff. It's fine. It limped for two <laughs> seconds, and that was it. It survived an explosion. And it just had a little bit of scarring, and okay, that was so fine. It's, it's the John Wick of lions. Yeah, yeah like John I was, Wick or Jason Voorhees of lions. Exactly. That's how I yeah. thought of it. Yeah. I was genuinely expecting there to be an end credit sequence where, like, the family's all together. They're having like Christmas dinner. There's a knock on the door, and there's that fucking lion right there. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So something like that. Like, just pop up. What? Um, so same thing. Like, I still, I didn't hate it, but at the same yeah, time, I like. It. I, I would ne- I would never recommend it for two. It's a it's yeah. a low rental just because it's Idris Elba and again I think he should be in absolutely everything. So yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah. all right. So there you go, Martin. Martin, you gonna check it out? Yeah. That's <laughs> <good>. that's <fine. laughs> no, keep enjoying my my whiskey. Yeah, chat. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint you. I was hoping this would be a fun little end of the summer. Yeah creature feature and, and and it was not it was no. not you know they 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 had they had the material right there they had a cool concept Idris Elba versus a lion and there he goes <laughs> this should have been a Netflix movie. this is yeah yes yeah. this yep, is yep. this is yes this is very much at home on a streaming service yeah. I feel like it would be best for you to watch it there there's yeah. there's nothing that stands out where you need to see this in, in a yeah. theater but yeah who knows who knows right. actually I do want to take a moment to talk about a much better Killer line movie, and that is the Ghost in the Darkness. Yes. We actually just rewatched recently. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. people don't know the movie is actually based on you know real historical. Yeah, events. yeah, yeah. It's about a real thing. Yeah, it's about about the uh, Savo man eating lions. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. 
where it, it took place in Kenya, where you had the, in, in, I think in the late 1890s, where you had, um, uh, the, you know, the, the British Empire basically building the uh, Uganda-Mubasa railway system down mm-hmm. there. And you had it where these two lines were were preying on the, the railway workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they actually sent down the, the character that Al Kimmer plays in, in the movie, this uh, doctor, this, no, this um, Lieutenant John Patterson, who tries to kill these things. You know, the numbers are all over, uh, over the place, but they say between like 30 to possibly even 70 people were being preyed upon these sure. two and, lines. And despite what you think about lines, it, it is not typical for them to do that. Yeah, right. that's true. They aren't looking to, to eat humans mm-hmm. unless... Food is scarce. And yeah, they got no other choice. Yeah, and and the other and the interesting other interesting about it, thing about it was the fact it was two lines together because most of the time when you have a man in the line, it's by itself. It's a yeah. rogue. Yeah, but he had these two like working together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they had like a really weird, awkward, <laughs> loving relationship. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I highly recommend checking out that movie. I think it's on Stars. You know, to to see it. But yeah. there's there's ways you can watch it. Mm-hmm. Much be, much better than something like this. Jimmy, do you ever seen Ghost in the Darkness? I've seen it. I read the book, and I, again, I. It was one of those films that just kind of came in and fell under the radar for too. I think yeah. it was kind of also at a time where like Val Kilmer was just coming off like the Batman uh, Forever mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. films too. So I think there was a little bit of star power there. Michael Douglas, I think at that point, had already started kind of falling off a bit too. So I don't know, like it was just it was just one of those movies that just sort of kind of came out and people forgot about it. And yeah, it's a hidden gem at this point now. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the only aw- really awkward thing about it was Val Kilmer's Irish accent. Because it, it oh, goes so, in yeah. and out yeah. constantly. Because yeah. at point, yeah. once I was like, are you German? Yeah. Like, what are you? And sometimes, yeah, he, he, he forgets. Uh, no, it's really good. Um, yeah. yeah, Michael Douglas doesn't, doesn't come in until like halfway through the movie. Right. But, you know, I think he, his name is like Colt Remington. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like I, an I adventurer. Like he stole the movie once he showed Oh, he did it. Yeah. He, did. he does. He, you know, he does. That. Yeah, he's the, he's, he's the guy who's like, all right, all right, I, I can yeah. handle this. I've dealt with this before. Yeah. I've never seen something like this. Yeah. Oh, my God, if he said that. I know. It's chaos. Clever this, girl. This yeah, very out. much. At the same time as another movie about a year or so later, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, it's a French film called Brotherhood of the Wolf. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, seen that There was like a little moment, like it was a French film where it was just like, uh, same thing, like these two folks, uh, I think, go to France and there's a wolf that is just absolutely de- destroying the small town. And there's like a cult behind it too. Mm-hmm. It was super, and it was like the wolf itself was actually like dressed in armor too. Mm-hmm. Um, it came right around the same time as Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And I think folks oh, were okay. kind of expecting like that sort of like combat in there too. And there's some, um, but it ended up just being like this weird like political thriller instead for it too. But nice. like there's a period of time where like there were a few of those uh those creature features like that. Yeah. No, I mean we don't we, the thing is we don't get a lot of these types of movies in theaters. Most of the time they're relegated because I was I was raised like the, the my television was my third parent growing up. Sure. Yeah. And Same. so I was watching a lot of sci fi channel original movies, and a lot of those are about giant Animals yeah. and oh, wow. creatures. You really had no parent to go. Yeah. I didn't. They didn't care. <laughs> like, let, let me show you something better. <laughs> they didn't yeah. care. They didn't care. Shark versus. Yeah, I, like, I, I did. Why? Yeah. Oh man, I watched like, Shark Attack three. three That's, yeah. That was my stuff back yeah. in the nineties when it was good. Um, but yeah, so, so you don't get this pissed. I, I had a, I had a kind of, I have an affection for these movies. But yeah, when yeah. they're bad, they're, they're bad. <laughs>